So currently we uh, beat a pandemic and now we're going to face gas prices. Is that going to change what the car show scene is going to look like? We're going to talk about it right now. Hey everybody and welcome back to Car Side Chat. It's been a very interesting week so far. We went from a gigantic announcement about everything going back to normal and everybody got really excited and poured out everything into the scene here to get things going. I myself had a crazy group of things that we put together. I probably got three shows right now that I'm working on. So I know it got crazy. So all of a sudden, almost like things right on par to when they're diamonds things have to go a little bit wrong so uh yeah suddenly the gas prices start going out of control and we're not talking short term here we're talking huge price changes so tonight we're going to talk about that and see what's up before we start don't forget to like and subscribe don't forget to hit the bell icon and uh yeah you don't want to miss anything new so so just remember i am your host primo and then tonight we have somebody that you guys are going to know very well, and that is Joel. What's up, Joel? Yeah. Joel Chapel from NewEnglandAutoShows.com. How are you doing today, buddy? Uh, I am well. <laughs> that I, did, I, I don't even know how to tell you. You, you, you sounded steamed on that one. You know, I, mean, I think we're all, we're all kind of like in shock of like the last time we went to the pump and 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 then suddenly like our wallets are a hell of a lot lighter than they were before when we filled up a tank that's that's been my problem is is that well i i i shouldn't complain too much one of two of my cars run 93 and one of them is optional so i can run an 87 build on it and it is what it is so i'm not too beaten up about it i have options when it comes to uh how i'm doing my my rides if you will uh but in the long run yeah like I, I like to run the 93 even though i have good gas mileage but and you have you driven the corvette or you stick into normal cars uh, i haven't taken the corvette out of storage yet um that's probably going to happen within the next couple of weeks we we got that you know the latest snow uh uh that showed up and so i usually like to wait even even though there's not much steel on my car i kind of like to wait for the salt to dissipate a little bit um mm. so i've been using the jeep which gets way less gas mileage than the corvette actually does <laughs> wow um and uh it's uh you know, it it it's interesting and you know because i think it'll be interesting when i do take the vet out i may be driving it to work more often because it actually does get at least 18 uh, around town versus the jeep which is getting about 11 yeah well, I, I I completely forgot that we have um, we have a snowstorm again coming in. So it's going to start with rain, and then they're talking. Yeah. What was it? Bomb snow or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the bombs. Yeah, the bomb snow, which is exactly what we got. Like actually, almost last last night, really. You know, this morning yeah. I woke up to like about three four inches on the on the ground. Jeez. Uh, and you know, it's it like came out of nowhere kind of thing. Um, so so. The I did I did go and get the battery for, from the vet to make sure it's charged yeah. and at the ready 
or when we go to get uh, make it live. Right. Well, that's the thing. You're probably smarter than me to leave your car in storage. I unfortunately have to take everything out. I got. I still have in links to put in one car and then i have the fuel system to put in the other one so uh but yeah we're going hopefully this saturday if everything goes according to plan i'm gonna be having have you ever heard of the gathering of the clubs yes okay that's that's my plan for saturday hopefully i think it's at 1 p.m i think it's an andover um i want to say the goons are hosting it this year so i got a couple of invites to that and we have my microphone i am doing something not this one because this was a christmas gift but the plan is is to take this microphone and make something really cool with it and i think you're gonna like it do you do you have you heard the plan with it so far yeah you're gonna you're gonna put the uh, not, metallica red insert say anything oh <laughs> we gotta Damn. surprise it for him you gotta bleep no. that out right, <laughs> <And> post, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> But uh, no, the thing is, is that that's the beauty of, yes, there will, the blue insert here with the foam mesh, that's going to change over to red. That's pretty much a given, uh, but the rest of this is going to be uh, powder coated, and I don't know what color we're going to do. So I, I'm kind of leaning towards a couple that would be really cool. Um, but yeah, that's the thing is, is I, I figured they couldn't sell me what I wanted, so I'm just going to do something, whatever I want to do. You know what I mean? I mean, to kind of fit with the primo i think you should do gold baby dude i you know what that's something that i was thinking about is an external gold with yeah. a blue insert so these you know if you guys are watching uh when you're watching this do me a favor and give me some input on this um what do you guys think of what you want you know what color should we do should we have a matte black should we have like a chrome red uh, a gold outer with the blue inner. I don't know. And if the also, if you if you're on uh, Instagram, Executive Automotive Society, you can hit me up over there. We're gonna obviously put some posts up for that when we get it done. So, but anyway, so now we're on to. I think this is the big thing, and I think this is something that I'm actually kind of worried about, and that worry revolves around the idea of. What is our show season going to look like when uh, gas prices are ten dollars a gallon? Right. Well, I mean, let's hope that they don't go that high. I mean, I I, I certainly see like an average of possibly six. Um, I I know we're seeing uh, five ninety five on premium at at um, uh, in California. Hmm. Um, that's a definite, and um, and I think I I looked it up earlier. Um. You know, regular right now there is at five sixty nine, mm -hmm. um, but you know Connecticut is doing like what four forty seven and four ninety three, so they're at about five bucks for for premium. Right. Um, I, I think if we I think if we stay about here, uh, I don't know that we're gonna we'll have that much effect. I think you're right. I think if we see like an if we actually see like the ten dollars, right? I mean that's gonna that's all that's affecting a lot. That's not just affecting like whether or not you and I are going to take our show car out right. on the road. Um, that's also going to affect people, whether or not they're going to like, even just go visit, you know, you know, kind of thing. Right. Are they going to yeah, get into their, totally. their, their, their Sierra truck, you know, pickup truck and, and go to a car show kind of thing. So, um, but you know, if we stay about where we are, yeah, people are complaining about it. Um, but it, you know, you, you can also argue the same, you know, token that, People will complain about 
five dollars of gas, but they'll pay eight dollars for a Starbucks coffee. It's right. like, you know. well, my thing was is I kind of put it compared it to what we had. Um, but I want to say 2008, 2009, or maybe, maybe it was in yeah, the we 2010. Saw the four, we saw 479, you know, you know, back then, you know, uh, right. I, 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 and the only reason I know that it was because that was exactly when I bought my Yukon XL and it was like two days after I bought it. It was like all of a sudden, like it was in a, less than a week gas went from like 312 to to 465 or something you know 469 nine or something like that and, it, and, and you I didn't and you still went to car shows and did stuff during that time right yeah i mean yeah i mean we get used to it you know I, i'm not saying it's a good thing by any means i i think it's i think it's awful i think it's horrible i think it's somewhat criminal because we know it's we know it's opec just just screwing with us and they're, they're going to reduce their production just to screw with us because even though even though we technically only get about 6% or only used to get 6% from Russia, mm-hmm. um, you know, we may get more from, uh, you know, I guess they're talking about Venezuela possibly being uh, an import again. You know, yeah, they're going to get a lot of pushback from going that direction. But, and that's, but, that's the, that's the, the other thing that I was thinking about earlier was that uh, when we checked with the other things, they said that they, their production was maxed out and that was the reason they couldn't because everything's been so far behind because supply lines catching up so yeah i kind of say it's one of those things of going i i, I don't want to put malice on it or i don't want to guess because that's the thing is is it, they could just be saying look we, we, we we've done everything we can this is as far as we can go um but yeah i think that questions about going to places like venezuela or going to people that enriching our enemies kind of thing i mean not to go too much off on a tangent but you almost go i'm enriching one enemy i got rid of one now i'm enriching another like it just doesn't seem productive right right well i mean you know the 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 problem is is like you know when when you bring that up that's when everybody you know brings up the well we should be making our more of our own and and all this you know the problem is is like you know infrastructure doesn't come out of it you know out of the sky there's not a guy named earl sitting by uh next to a valve that you know like somebody goes over and goes hey hey earl go go turn that valve on so we get some more oil over here (laughs) it doesn't work like that you know that's not the way it works um well i think the biggest problem i have with it right now and i've had this problem for a while is the idea that it's being it's it's the politicized side of it it's not whether we're all trying to, I mean, maybe it's me, but I remember back when we actually kind of worked together and said, what well, we you know we're having a problem here. We're problem having a problem here. Let's get input to each other and see if we can make something work. So even if somebody did something stupid and, and not say that anybody did, but if we did do something stupid or something bad happened, there was a lot of people that were brain pans were banging together to try to get us out of those situations. And now I see, Basically, it's one side saying, oh, we should do this and the other side doing this and not simply saying it because it's logical, but because the other side said it was that way. So we have to be inverse of them. And right now, there's a lot of places where those things are not inverse of each other. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and it's a lot of the it's the finger pointing game. Right. Mm -hmm. No, it's you know, it's it's somebody else's fault. It's not our own fault. It's not uh, it's not the fault of. whether you want to call it our enemies or, or anything like that, right. it, it, it's all it, it 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 is as you said all politicized. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you that's, know that's, when when the, when the reality of it always is is like you know I I always love it when everybody says well you know the president is like 
screwing us over with this oil situation. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. You know, historically, if you ever look at it, there's not a single president who has ever had a direct effect on the price of oil. It's always been about supply and demand. It's always been about you know how much we can produce, how much we're importing, how you know how how much the barrel is, which is dictated realistically. If you want to point a finger at anybody, it's the uh, the folks sitting at on OPEC, and there's the people who are sitting in uh, um, in New York City uh, mm-hmm. with you know with uh, future uh, futures and and all of that kind of stuff. You know, right. it's you know, well, that is what. It is. Right, and that's the beauty of the why I love the show so much is we get input from all different angles and all different people from all different lines of thinking and stuff. As the thing is, is I've had a lot of conversation with other people that would disagree with you, and I have people that I've talked to that would say, one hundred percent, this is the way it would go. My yeah. thing is, is right now is that we have probably uh, probably three hundred to six hundred shows or something like that on the list right now. I kind of look back on that 2010 era and I go, okay, so we did have shows back that I remember doing our cars and coffee events, having yep. full houses wow. come out to that. And that was when gas prices were kind of at that 411, I think, Mark. Like it was pretty much going to what here we considered some sort of record in New England. And I'm sure it's getting worse other places. But unfortunately, the time that really it's going to come into play is not right now. It's going to be in a month or two. Um, and that's when, the, I mean, people are already trying to put events together now. And I'm hearing pushback on social media that people are kind of dictating what shows they're going to go to. So do the big shows do really well and the small shows get hurt? Or is, is there something else? So there's two ways to go on that. I think you're going to you're going to see the people that are going to make a priority of going to that big show. You know that that right. that <clears throat> You're I, saying in, say that, import evolution's always going to have the people that go to it because they're import evolution guys. Right, right, because it's import evolution and and then you know there's there's also like the um you know the the the, the very large events that that are yearly events that always happen. Mm-hmm. Those are still going to happen no matter what. Um and but I think what you're also going to see is like those smaller local shows are going to start getting um, probably more traction because people aren't there. There's going to be the other school of thought of people who are not going to travel as far. Right. Um, um, and, and, and I think and, that may play a key role. in it's the idea that they you have these people that normally like for me i would drive two and three hours i mean we've we do the 22 rally the 22 rally is easily six to 12 hours of driving you know what i mean over a certain amount of time i don't think any of those guys are going to be affected but there are going to be people that normally go to a show like that or go to a driving event like that that may say you know what? I'm just going to do the import evolution stuff. I can't maybe drive to the one we were planning doing Canada events this year. And I know for a fact there's four or five guys out of that group that just, you know, I'm not feeling Canada. So, right. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I think that's a big thing. You know, like, I, I think you're going to, if, if anything, we'll probably see people who like would normally come, let's say, from, connecticut all the way up to like a show up in maine you know that you know that might bring you know like i i would dare say 
strict clubs like Corvettes, uh, you know, Corvette clubs, you know, they're not going to see their, their, like, the people coming from far off to come yeah. like they, that normally do. And, and, and I don't think it's going to be like, ex, like, like extreme, you know, it's, it's not going to be like nobody's going to show up kind of right. thing. It's going to be, it's just not as many. So, so is is this an opportunity for a show? So let's say we have a show that's been smaller. It's been smaller for years. It has its one loyal group, but it's trying to grow. And here we have this time where it's like, I finally got it free. This is it. Year 2022 was going to be the one good year we had. And now they're getting sideswiped. Is this an opportunity for them to kind of up their game instead of saying, I'm just going to have the car show and some trophies. But you know what? I really need to do the DJ this year. I need to do some of this other stuff. And try to draw in people that they normally wouldn't draw or it's make a gamble, it better. Though. It's right. a gamble, though, right? Because okay. you know, uh, uh, you know, you don't, you know, no. It's not like everybody RSVPs like they used to. Right. Yeah. That's right. Right. You know. I mean, it's it's one thing if like you know you absolutely have like a strong pre registration, um, and and prepaid. You know, uh, type of thing. Then, then that's one. That's one thing. But if you're you're an event that doesn't have like that prepaid registration or anything like that, that's a hard gamble to take because you, you're you're you you're right. <laughs> you're hoping that your income is going to be so that you can offset those costs and not be out right. whatever money kind of thing. Uh, you know, for trophies and I mean, mostly trophies is sponsors, right? Right. I mean, for the most part, like they, those kind of things are like sponsors, but. Um, and you know, if you, if you, if they can keep their sponsor base, I don't think that's the problem. Hopefully, yeah. um, I, the, the main problem is getting, getting the actual attendance and making sure the attendance is actually there. Well, that, well, that, that goes into itself. Few shows other than big guys like import evolution, world of wheels, um, and all the supercar shows, they have pre-registration. So those guys are going to be situated in a way that they can say, you know what? Hey, I, I always have these people. I know how many people showing up. They can run risks with it. Um, I don't think that's available to smaller shows. And then they come right. back to the sponsors who, you know, I'm sure their belts are getting tighter because how much they oh, yeah, have. Yeah. So how does that turn into something where it's like these small shows, I kind of see them getting left out in the dust and kind of saying, you know, small shows are going to get smaller while big shows are going to at least kind of weather the storm. Yeah, but I think that goes back to what I said earlier. I think the, the small shows are are you, they, they're going to possibly gain um, the uh, they're going to gain their locals that they w wouldn't normally have. Yeah. Like so, hold on. Let me look at look at something like really quick. Yeah, I please. Just happen to have my like website like right up. No, that's so the thing is, is do we do do we do some real uh, what is it some real in depth looking here and actually doing some number crunching or doing whatever i think that's the pro way of doing it right so so here here's here's a good example may 15th is is pretty much a big day throughout new england yes so, i'm aware i have a show that day <laughs> right right so so we have the jmwt car and motorcycle show that's in stamford connecticut hampstead cars and coffee hopkinton Mass, the that's that's Concourse Supercar. Yeah, that's us. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bellingham. Uh, there's Asphalt and Engineering Cars and Coffee. Uh, in Hudson, Mass, there's a Yankee Pontiac Oakland Club. Connecticut, Wallingford, Annual All Pontiac 
you know, uh, so so there's two competing ones. You got one. That's in what I was going to say. Yeah, a couple of those sounded like they were in on each other's neighborhood. Right, but you know, so you got one in one in Mass and one in Connecticut. So you know, those are like those, like you know, kind of like I was talking about, like that that extreme club, yeah. where you know, like like if it's Corvette or you know something like that. There's people there that are probably looking at my list, going, "Well, I live in I live in Mass, and and gee, uh, that." I don't know if I, I would normally go to the Connecticut one, but do I really want to commute that far when there's one this and you know, cause that's that's going to be a lot of gas, you know, kind of kind of yeah. thing. So, so, I mean, and I I think I only listed like half of what, you know, is, is what occurring just on that day alone, right? But I, that, so, I mean, don't I some of going to play. So don't some don't some of these like these hot ride guys. I mean, when you have four or three gears in the back and you're not pushing a like you're pushing a ton of power, but you know you're you can't cruise at highway speed. Some of these guys are drag guys, yeah. and they right, yeah, you, you know, you, you know that's exactly true. True, you know, you you got these guys that are running like even if they're running three seventy threes in an automatic, you know that that that's you know yeah. So those guys are going to keep I think local regardless of what the show is. Right. So I think I don't think on the muscle scene you're going to lose a lot. Those guys don't tend to travel as much. And that's the thing is, is if you guys are watching right now and you are a muscle guy that loves, I mean, I know the hot rod guys, six hour drive, no big deal to you guys. Same with the supercar guys. Um, and I think the import guys, it's based on loyalty. In other words, they'll go right. to an event based on. You know, if they're loyal to that event, they're like if Import Evolution is in Florida, they're gonna think about going to to IE in Florida. So, and I know there's some guys up here that are supercar guys that just a lot of guys now have looked into sponsorships and getting these things to the representing brands now. And I think that's big that we're you know expanding like that. But like I said, I think that with the and and maybe I, like I said, I'd be I'd be happy to be wrong about that. But for my perspective or my history or the concepts that i've done for driving it uh, a lot of the muscle car guys uh will probably stay tight and home so it really kind of goes is it an import thing is it you know who is there a certain class of car that is going to get that is going to see something from this right right you know i i think i mean you could you could argue like that the imports typically probably get like a hell of a lot better gas mileage than well, if you're running under 500 horsepower, not driving an RX-7, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's all relative, right? You know, right. You know, you know type of thing. But um, but That's, you know, that thousand horsepower super is not making higher than seven to nine miles per gallon. <laughs> I right. I think my prediction, though, you know, based you know, getting back to your 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 initial question is, I think I think the answer is, at least in my opinion, is that each show is not going to see probably the same crowd that they normally see and what i mean by that is mm -hmm. they're gonna i see, like that thinking they're they're gonna see different cars that wouldn't normally have have showed up at their event right um either because they're making the special trip before they can't or mm -hmm. they're 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 staying closer to a show that they normally wouldn't have gone to but now they're gonna check out you know this local show because it's going to save them on on gas money and time you know kind of thing so i i think i don't think the numbers are going to go down drastically by any means you know that might be a little bit less if we get to that extreme like you were talking about mm -hmm. but i really think what we'll see is we'll 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 see 
a, like a different set of cars than what we normally would have seen at right. so, those set events. You know, you're going to get your club members who will go to those specific ones all the time, you know, the, like the, the core club guys kind of thing. But but I think you're also going to see people who have that, that same type of car that normally would have gone many states over for a show on that same day because it's the show that they love. Um, but now they're kind of going, mm, you know, maybe this year we stay a little home you know, right. stay around, you know, kind of thing. And I think that's what we'll probably see. Yeah. And now the other thing that I think, and this is, like I said, this is going back now, this is this question or this statement, if you will, is based completely on the idea that uh, prices are in the, from four to $5 range. If they get into seven to 10, yeah, I think things are going to change. But I think that once we get into the seven or 10, we're going to see a complete different shift uh, the way things are going. I mean, can I? Can we agree on that? A, a, a definite shift of, of... Yeah, so if gas price... If you rolled up to the gas price right now and it was 8 or $9 and you were getting ready to go to a show this weekend, there's a good opportunity that you're saying... I don't know if I want to do that or especially like if I'm... It, you know, we, we'll yeah, do, I mean, and, I... I I, I think that's an absolute. I mean, you know, and and that's why I'm saying I think we're going to see people that are going to like, uh, you know, on the on these big days. Yeah, they're going to they're going to change up which ones they're going to. It's not that they're not going to go to one. Right. It's it's going to change up which one they're going to, because right. because let's face it, we have in New England, we have a vast number of different car shows to go to. Right. And but and, I think I think on the whole, though. If the prices are four to five dollars, and won't we change. stay white right where we're at, I think yeah. a lot of the people are saying, "Hey, I'm going to adjust my schedule. I'm not sure about what I'm going." They've already done twenty to twenty twenty one, and then twenty twenty, they suffered through these awful years of no yeah. car shows to little bitty car shows so, from here or and the there. normal car shows that they would have gone to that were canceled and right. are now returning this year. Right. So I think they're going to be like, you know, a, a, a famine victim going to a McDonald's, man. I think it's $4. It's that is, I don't care, man. I am in. Let's just drive it. I'm done. I need something on the weekend. And that's the thing is, is people don't realize how much psychology is played into being stuck at home, yeah. afraid to go to car shows and then suddenly saying, you know, hey, this is the floodgates. They're open, and they are definitely opening. We've already seen. We had our last show that we talked about it. It got worse from there, right? Right. So yeah, and, and I, I, you know, I, it, it, there's something to be said of of the uh, the arid desert that we that that especially for 2020. Um, I think 2021 we kind of saw like a not necessarily return to normal, but we saw a lot of events kind of, you know. Coming back on, kind of thing. If anything, we were we were seeing a lot of venues not willing to do it, but certainly right. a lot of the a lot a lot of the showrunners were definitely more than willing. And that's and, I and think another and, big thing. And and in some cases, we're finding alternate venues, right. you know, yeah, you know, to to do it at, you know, type of thing. So I think you know where many of the venues are now opening up again. And I think like a, a classic example of this is the Budweiser plant. Uh, in my yeah. area in, in, in Merrimack, I mean, there are now, you know, we went from no events there <laughs> two, for two years straight, right. not one event there. And now they have, uh, I think they're now up to six events going there. JDK yeah, was, Customs. They're like taking there. anything that'll come in, right? 
you know, I, uh, if nothing else, they're certainly, I, I think they, I could be wrong on this. I, I think mm. they reached out to their, like a lot of their, their alums. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. They got a lot hey, of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, listen, we, you know, you were here before. Do you guys want to come back kind of thing? And, you know, uh, you know, the, the Corvette club in May is, is happening again. The, um, and then, uh, uh, JK customs, the, they, they do a salute the troops one yeah. that, that in August. And, and that's, um, which kind of holds a little special place because I actually covered their very first show that was actually at a high school. Nice. That's cool. Um, that, that was like the very first, that was actually like my very first coverage, uh, uh like event that I did on my website kind of thing. So nice. it, I, I, I really, I'm really kind of looking forward to probably hitting that one just to, just to kind of do like, it's been five years. It's kind of a five year anniversary kind of thing. Nice. Of the, of the, and you're so, busting out the camera, and you're going to be ready to go, right? Right, right. The cameras cam like got got new sets of batteries and and uh, new sets of memories and <laughs> memory cards <laughs> and everything, you know. So, so we're yeah. ready to go. And like, I, I think we're all chomping at the bit. We're ready. We're ready for car show season. And uh, and and this snow, the snow is not helping any more than the price of gas. Right. Well, I think that's. I I did the number earlier, and for some reason it'll lose me right now. But I, I said it was like nothing's happening in March. There's going to be some guys that are going to want to. There are people right now who are putting together meets and little greets and that kind of stuff. Yeah. They want to get stuff going. But I think really realistically, the people like you and I probably do stuff out in April, but we won't put stuff together. We'll just join in with stuff. But yep. I think, like I said, it's it's um, May that's going to be we're going to start seeing that calendar flood. And the other thing is, so we'll start seeing stuff like the Bass Pro shows, the big cars and coffee style events on Thursday yep. nights. Um, I think Thursday is a big night for everybody. I think regardless of what that is, those are always going to be strong nights. Um, I, I think the car show stuff is really the pivot point. And again, the that, that pivot kind of pivots on the price of of gas and where yeah. it goes from here. So if we get pounded on, yeah, we might actually, I mean, from my standpoint, I think what you're saying it too is, is that it really is based on the, the price, how far we can go and, you know, kind of the dedication of the people doing it. But like I said, we, we got, we got a month that we have to sit here or actually basically two months where we have to sit here and say, okay, is it, how bad is it going to get? And, that I think that's the worst part of this is because you got to sit back and watch it happen, right? Yeah, I think April is going to be telling, right? You know, yeah. I think I think a April is going to be the month that we're that we're probably you and I are going to watch closely. Yeah. And, oh, like and, a hawk, right? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and you and you and I are literally going to be like, whoosh. I I can predict it right now. You and I are going to be like contacting each other, like on on yep. Facebook Messenger, going, "Did you did you a did you go to an event b." Right. How many people did you see? Did, was it larger, less, you know, yeah. same, different, more, you know, kind of like an optometry uh, yeah. uh, exam. Kind of. yeah. <laughs> but the other thing, too, that's something that I did this year that I've never done in the past is I used to add all the shows. You'd post up shows. We get stuff. I'd put them all on my calendar and just say, you know what? I might make it to the Connecticut one. I'll kind of pick and choose. Now, I think it's almost like such a target rich environment. Uh, that there are shows that I look at and I go, I, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing it. And it's not even on the calendar. You know, do you, are you seeing that? Uh, 
in in that you're not you're not putting it on your calendar to do or yeah i'm not even considering like some of these smaller shows and some of these smaller clubs that you know i i guess the thing is sometimes i do a meet and it goes okay that that meet could possibly have some some bad elements at it or something right now there's so much stuff out there that if anything is questionable or something that i go you know i'm i'm really looking to do every weekend the cream of the crop and for that is if that means driving to new york or pennsylvania i want to leave that open but these other shows it's it's some so of i'm gonna ask ones. you a question so i'm gonna yeah. ask you a question go ahead uh, i i i like that i like that way of thinking to to a point but okay. here's here's the question that i'm asking about that are you mm-hmm. doing that or, mm-hmm. or are you thinking that because of the price of gas or are you thinking that because we haven't been able to go to those shows for the last two years not because I haven't been able to go to the shows for the last two years. It's more been that the shows that are available to me are so much bigger now. And in fact, I think for me personally, and I'm just going to say me personally, I'm not going to put anything on anybody else. My thing is, is that I've been so I'm binging for good shows and that means that I might actually drive farther than I've ever driven before or well not driven before because i've driven florida for for a car show but the the idea that um i i would drive further more now than i would back in the day just because i want to make sure that everything i'm doing is quality i don't want to this is not i'm eating at a fast food restaurant all the time i want some fine dining car shows and some like my friend josh that was talking about um the car show in florida there's six thousand cars out here of course they're not all like exotic or anything like that but a ton of hot rods tons of low riders tons of muscle cars and all of them look nice and you know rust free and there's not you know what i'm saying like just yeah it's like the cream of the crop yeah um you know a type of event and i think that i think there's something to be said that uh, um and um you know yeah i'm looking at my calendar and and trying to like plan you know which which ones do i want to cover and i'll be honest with you like my choice of what i cover for my website uh, is usually last second you know it's usually or not really not necessarily last second but usually within that week you know type of thing where i'm kind of looking what's going not just what's going on with like work schedule, but what's also going on with, you know, like the family schedule uh, type of thing. And, and then it's kind of like, okay, then I look at my calendar and I go, what's happening. I, I've got a window. Do, do I want to you know, and then it's like, you know, what day do I want to choose? Do I want to do, the, do I want to do a Friday night yeah. uh, and just do something as simple as like the local one that I, that I frequent um, or am I traveling some distance yeah. Uh, you know, possibly even like getting a hotel room or something like that. You know that you know, like like I did. Oh, I plan on. My, I mean, we already and so things too is I'm I'm at the point of kind of like I I didn't have my my and and now I'll, I'll just say it like this. I usually don't bring up my family with any of these shows when I'm going to do it because uh, it's so important that my daughter didn't get to do a lot of stuff. She su- and she was she suffered is really what yeah. it is. She was not a big fan of the mask stuff. Um, she right. has, um, what do you call it, allergies and some other things where, you know, for her it was very choking and, and she didn't like it. And she went through whole, you know, a whole year of school with this thing going on. When, when they said they were removing everything, she got up and started cheering like 
verbally. Yeah. She they were like, Yeah, we're not doing it on the bus anymore. She was so happy. So I said, you know what, this year we're gonna we're making our plans of saying I'm gonna do something. We're gonna go to um, you know, maybe one of those cavern runs or something with trains or something like that. Anything that that is very involved. But she is also a huge car show person. So she loves right. Going to these shows, I don't think she's ever been to a hot import night. So that's something big. Um, and I mean, she's met Earnhardt Jr. She's met all these famous people. And I'm kind of like, uh, was it Hamlin's uh, race team? She met them, uh, yeah. which is right down her alley. So I was like, if if I can take her to something this year, like hot import nights. Um, I, 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 funny enough, I got to see Fast and Furious in the theater with her, which I just think was the craziest thing ever, sitting down with my daughter. You know, right. how many, what, 16, 17 years or something like that afterwards and um, sitting in a the theater watching it with her and she's just loving it. She's like the same excitement that I had, you know, yeah. she's at that age now where she's seeing it and I want her to be able to experience all these things and get and recover from this, you know? Right. And but I mean, that's, let's, let's, let's call the reality, though, that, yeah. that, 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 that the car show is hands down the best inexpensive family event that right that money can buy right? right i mean you know and and whether whether or not like the kids are fully into cars or not most kids will like even admit there's at least something there that they'll that they'll like and be yeah. attracted to they won't be attracted to everything just like you and i aren't attracted to everything but right. there's always going to be that one thing that you know you're driving home and you're like geez remember that thing right. You know. Well, I remember we did the, the car show for, uh, it was in East Providence, Rhode Island. The mayor had wanted to have a bunch of supercars show up, and it was something specifically for kids. They It was all invited kids, and, um, and it was literally in the middle of the worst of the pandemic, per se. Like, everything was kind of getting eased out so they were like enough that they could do something like this and have people out in the open if you remember that when it was like okay it's inside but outside's okay um yeah. and the, i want to say we had I wanna, probably 20 supercars all different versions everything from a uh, corvette c8 to all the way up to aventador svjs and um and these kids came out to it and they they wanted to sit in the cars they wanted to you know these were gigantic hot wheels cars for them yeah, and yeah. having the side games on the side with the little racing carts and stuff like that that was all a bonus but yeah the one little event where for us it was just driving out and saying hello to everybody it meant so much to them it was it made a difference it means so much more to than to to just the kids too i mean it means yeah. it means a lot to even the adults too who have been trapped work you know in, in some cases not able to get go to work you know uh right you know type of thing where they're you know working from home exclusively i mean i'll tell you right now my my wife has now been work from home 100 percent, even a little bit before the pandemic started right. and and then as the pandemic happened and 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 progressed you know she got to a point where like there was one time i can't you know i was still going into work because yeah. of the nature of my job and i'd come home and i would just want to be like yeah and and my wife's like look we gotta go out because i gotta get i gotta get out you know i gotta go somewhere you know and and so i think that i think it's i think it's all the way around i don't i I wouldn't limit it to to kids or anything like that i think i think i mean i'm a kid anyway but um you know so you know for me to go to a car show i mean that's i i I just can't wait like you know i'm actually having you you drool when you see them (laughs) i know and and, and you know as i'm adding them to 
uh, to the calendar and the and the, the master list on on the website, it's like I'm kind of doing that. Like, which one's going to be my first one? Right. You know, and yeah, and everybody I, get a countdown to the first one of the year. Yeah, and and I'll tell you, it's 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 everything that I I almost wanted to do the uh, the marks um, in Springfield, Mass. You know, that's that's actually a three day event, you know, so it's actually starting tomorrow night and then going till Sunday. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'll make it. And, you know, it's and it, and it has nothing to do with the price of gas. It just has everything to do with how much time I have, um, you know, to, to, to spread, you know, for for the weekend of, of and things that I need to get done. Kind of right. thing. So, you know, but um, I've I've you know, and the other thing is I've, I have hit that one before, you know, so mm-hmm. I have covered that event. And it's not that I don't want to cover it again. It's it's a great event, but it's not necessarily like a car show per se. It's more of a, um, like a racing, uh, you know, like a, a event kind of thing. Or you know, I, when it comes to- when it comes to racing, we're nearby a racetrack, and I mean, I've always lived next to a racetrack. But I think the ones that we we actually live next to now is, is I, I really think there's comes a point of being able to go out and bring the family out to this stuff, and being yeah. able to see the the true races like they were before i just think it's so cool to go to a race like you know make sure if you, that's the thing is if you bring your kids out to this ear protection you know maybe even eye protection there's a lot of stuff that goes into this but if you that just bring them out and let them have fun with it and see the the roar of the engines like the the i i, I was actually toying with the idea of actually maybe for the first time this year maybe bringing my kids to a loudon race yeah, that would be, you mean like a NASCAR race? Yeah, because you know, funny story. My wife and I, our first date was actually uh, a Bush Grand National race before they were officially sanctioned. Nice. Before there was a NASCAR sanction, or before uh, when, uh, before there was a Winston Cup. You know, back right. when it was mm-hmm. Winston Cup. Um, what, what what year was this? Uh, Ninety uh, three. Whoa. Okay. Well, that was a good time to be. Well, there's a lot of. A lot of new guys that were getting in, so it was kind of a weird time. Things were pivoting, but uh, 93 I mean, was still a strong time. You know, Dale Earnhardt was still, you know, right. senior was, was still racing, and, and Junior was just coming on, you know. And, and Gordon was out, so we had that yeah, big Yeah, Gordon thing. was crying at every race, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, and, and it, was, it was, those were heady times for, right. and, it, and it was before the race for the, you know, the, the, the chase race, which I think yes, that too horrible. <laughs> Yeah, but it was horrible. But, um, but you know, we went we went for a lot of a lot of years. You know, we were we were going to that that event, mm-hmm. and um, we we tapered off so, when you know when the price of uh, seats got over a hundred dollars. We are what are first, they now? Uh, the last time I checked, I think they were for the rate for the seats that I had, um, which were just one row south of the. Um, of the start finish line and i want to say like row 31 okay i didn't even know they were assigned like i thought you just like most of the tracks like if you go to martinsville like back in the day we just went you know i i have a very good friend i have a very good friend who he actually while they were still building uh the track but the stands were built and Mm -hmm. he actually got on and he had he had the price uh, uh, you know, because what what it is, it, it, you pay a higher price for the higher that you go because then you have a better view. So it's it's actually the reverse. Seems inverse, you know? right? Yeah, it's very inverse. You know, for like any other sports a sporting event, because like because 
the the cheap seats are the ones that are way up close that are much louder and mm -hmm. all you can see is basically start finish line and maybe turn uh you know turn four and one right. and then and you can barely see like the back stretch kind of thing so so those are at the time those were like the 20 dollar seats and he basically said all right where are the where's the first tier of 35 dollars and which one you know so what he ended up doing is he found he found the 35 found what row it ended at and then bought the entire row yeah that's pretty funny <laughs> and, and, yeah and then got on it and then what he would do is he would just you know he would sell them to all his buddies and and so i would always get two and nice. uh, and then we'd all we'd all make a day of it we'd go up and and we'd uh we'd um cook and watch all the drunk people in the in the uh parking lot and, and yeah. everything I'm hoping. Well, that's that's the other thing is I know, like you said, I, I the car show season is very uh, delicate sometimes when it comes to things that go on. But thankfully, racing is is for those that enjoy it or tertiarily, or if they're they actually race it. I think that's going to be big. I wonder if um with this coming on, if if we're going to see like I'm seeing a big surge in in like the i racing community. Not with I mean, was, was he Grand Turismo <laughs> coming? It's so funny you mentioned that because my I used to have a subscription to iRacing. Okay. I, I like that. I, I um I had the steering wheels, I had <laughs> you know I, you know the pedals and everything, and and I just kind of fell out of it. It was you know it wasn't that I like you know it it, it literally just was kind of one of those. Uh, I almost want to say that I kind of got a little bored with it, uh, type thing. And 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 every game you know if if you're a gamer you know sometimes you you play that game and you play it for like. You play it for a year straight, and then all of a sudden you you fall out of it, and you're playing something else. And then like a year or two later, you like you 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 go back to it and go, "Geez, why did I stop playing this game?" Right. And then mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. Well, my son walk actually walked up to me and he goes, "Hey, I was thinking about buying an, another set of those, like the the wheel and that like you used to have, you know, kind of thing." And right. and and you know, what was that game that you used to play? And I'm like. Wow, and, and literally, we were just talking about it this this weekend, and I said, "Oh, i racing," and I'm like, you know, maybe I should buy a wheel in it because <laughs> unfortunately, the 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 one I had actually like I put it underneath my daughter's machine, and she kept kicking it, and right. it eventually got all busted up, kind of thing. So I, I ended up throwing away. But um, so I, no, I'm the gonna... old crappy plastic ones, man, they were not resilient at all. <laughs> no, no, and you know when you have you know a eleven, twelve year old that you know just like kicks anything that's in their way. Right. and not care of any consequences do you, whatsoever do you want to do you want to do you want your head to hurt oh geez here we go 2001 i just looked it up too because i remember i was like it's a long time ago so i had done all the other grand turismos and the other like you know when forza came out i played that but um grand turismo 3 a spec which was kind of the first time that we ever we had to cheat the system to you to check it you tell that it was a land but it wasn't a land it was actually connected you use this little thing with your computer but that was 2001 that's how long ago that was yeah 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 i mean I, you know i was the land party dork nice like, you know uh, oh like, you I, were you were everybody's friend back then that was the way to be a hero like actually, I can actually, I should go, I should go over and I, because I still have my gaming rig, which was actually a very custom box. Nice. Like, like and and it was a small box. Uh, a after the show's over, you definitely show me that. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely <laughs> show it to you. But uh, so I, I but it, um, 
but that was the thing like and i did i brought my steering wheel to a couple of those events on and but we didn't have like the greatest of internet connections to do because that was the problem with iRacing is it very dependent on on having a very good internet connection uh especially if you wanted like all of your buddies in the same room to do it uh the old internet cafe thinking is how i kind of spin it yeah you know and and it's funny i i actually said that uh that high-speed internet is what actually killed the land party scene oh yeah absolutely that was the thing is is we went from we never had i never had like a mobile place i went to but when playstation came out with their little internet plug in the back so it was actually plugged in um it was a real like whatever console that uh, when they officially put a network cable connection on the back right that's when a real ethernet cable too not just like the the phone jack option that i used to have but a real (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but when but when i had that ethernet cable i plugged it in and the first game i played uh that i said this is why i bought it was uh, midnight club 2 um we ended up being in uh the, the crew was the import nights and people can argue all you want this is the, a lot of times we'll talk facts and i'll say you know what i'm open to different things and that you know i make mistakes i can do some research on it i'm going to tell you right now our club uh was the fastest on import nights it was only playstation 2 and literally there was few if anybody that could beat beat us i was um i'd say about anywhere between third and fifth on the rankings but i had a couple of guys in there that really gave me runs for the money um and the guy by the way the guy that was kind of the head of that group the fastest guy actually races an rx7 fd and has raced in real life on real tracks with a against the 787b so that kind of showed you how dedicated we were to racing and that to me was it, it translated over to gran turismo 3 um, how we set up our cars, how we did that stuff. We were super competitive about how we raced that game. And when they said, you know, now you can race with other people, this is how to do it. I bought a computer specifically just to do that so I could actually race against real life people across the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, you know, and, and it was funny, like, you know, if you remember, like during the pandemic, you know, there was a couple of NASCAR races that were actually done with iRacing. Right. You know, instead, because, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't actually go. Yeah. But that's that's why I think right now, especially with, hey, you don't want to spend it on gas prices. You don't want to do this. Here's your options. And there's a lot of clubs that are now, and I'm sure they were doing it before, just more with you know stuff that I'm running into now. It's becoming so big that I'm actually running into it more and more um, that these iRacing communities are popping up. And they, they want to be... They, they want to be looked at as serious. You know what I mean? Like they want to yeah. actually have stuff and who knows, maybe some of these groups will turn into something where they have real trophies and real sponsorships. I think if somebody puts in the work to it, not only did you have two years or a year and a half, at least of the opportunity to be able to do these competitions, but now you have a year where a lot of people go, Hey, I can't afford gas, but I still want to keep my skills. The games that they put out today are leaps and bounds over what we yeah. used to do when I was young. Yeah. I mean, just, just look at like, you can even, you can even argue like as silly as like, and as early as like the grand theft auto five, you know, when, you know, when that came or even four, when that came oh, out, you know, yeah. and you know, like just the level that that was when it came out. Um, but so here's a here's a here's a counter question to to the the whole uh, 
you know, gas pricing okay. um, effect kind of thing. So, so we're going to see, you know, the, the, if we continue to see like a gas pricing effect of like, so at such high a level, when do you think, does that mean the NASCAR sanctioned electric car race happens? It won't. Oh, well, they'll still, they're, they're still going to look into stuff, but they run ethanol and other fuel products that, for yeah, them. Yeah, alternative fuels kind of. Yeah, this isn't even going to be it. They won't even feel anything. I'm certainly you know? not. Th- I'm, I'm certainly not thinking that that's going to happen like this year by any means. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that if you want to put it like this, so so people, and the thing is, is I think it's a great question. Is is when are we going to start seeing some real electric racing? I think a lot of places are working on the GT side of things. So yeah. Porsche, for instance, wants to lead this troop, and they're they will at some point be a force to reckon with. I can almost guarantee that because other people aren't really focusing on it. I think the way they should, I could be completely wrong with that. There could be some sort of secret Ferrari thing, but at the end of the day, obviously the GT guys race, no matter how many people tune it, but in the past, they really didn't worry too much about putting butts in the seats. Now, marketing is huge for them i know some of the guys that, that do run the marketing for these big events like this um and that's the thing is is the first question they always say is is if we're doing something and if they want to be involved in it they really ask how many people are gonna are we gonna push to their event by doing it so now if you say when do we want to have an electric race it really is going to come down to how many butts can it put in the seats and i yeah. think I mean, if you're running any kind of big event or you're running a car show or what, whatever you're running, the, the point is is to be – I mean, that's why the New England show got canceled is because we don't have enough stuff there to drive enough people to come to warrant oh, renting a place out to actually show it. So that's what's going to happen with electric cars. If you want to see electric cars do something, they have to be done in a way that people will be driven to come see them. And that's the thing is, is that, that – I, I, I'm not. People keep saying I'm not trying to be hard on electrics, and but they do have. We have to admit that they have a hill to overcome, and that hill has to do with excitement. I yeah. was so excited <laughs> back in the Pike. Remember, do you remember the Pikes Peak days when the Pikes yes. Peak electrics were running? That yeah. was huge for me because it was like nobody ran them before. They had to put beepers on them because they're going up the hill and they made no noise, so people run. It was so exciting to see these guys doing this stuff. But that was for us. We were, I guess we are in some ways, early adopters, and we're also car guys, so we want to see that next big thing. Right. Um, but that was it. Is Once that lackluster, I mean, once the, the luster came off the coin, um, we started going, okay, well, we're just going to fall back to what we did before. Yeah, and I that's... Because, I mean, we're not going to see an electric car in the 24-hour of Le Mans. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. You know, that's that's not going to work, or Daytona, for that matter. Well, you've you've always you've heard my argument before about why GT Super GT and um, uh, GT America doesn't really work in the U.S. Right? Uh, and I think I have, but refresh in case anybody who's watching so, doesn't. <laughs> so when when you watch races, like for instance, Super GT is, a, I'm going to use that as a great example. So because it's yeah. it's racing in Japan, they have a different style of racing. They have a different yeah. mindset behind it. Doesn't mean it's wrong. I actually love their mindset because they still kind of believe in the real stock car racing. Like the right. cars that are on the track are real stock. And that's something that NASCAR kind of has fallen away from. But yep. people look at these things and they have they have a driver change. 
they so so now unlike the you know the guy the Kyle Bushes and stuff like that, they really can't you can't have your favorite guy that you no, go in. you gotta you have to have your favorite team. Right. And that's right. the thing is to say that instead of focusing on people, they focus on the stuff. And in America, we it, it, and I think that's true. It, it, you know, what? give me some input on this, because I think you're kind of you, you know, a little bit about the world itself. We want to root for a person, not a car. Right. Correct. That's yeah. absolutely correct. I mean, I, and it's so funny, too, because I would say, uh, you know, NASCAR definitely definitely sold that um, in a hard way. You know, right. because they, you know, they, you know, they wanted you to root for your specific driver. You, you, you want to have your friends and your foes. You're, I'm a right. Kyle Larson guy. I'm not a yeah. Kyle Bush guy. Yeah, you know, it became, yeah, exactly. You know, right. and it, it wasn't even like you know, you know, back in the day when it it, it wasn't even a Ford guys against Chevy guys or anything like that. It was about, you know, which which person is driving the Ford and which person is driving the Chevy. It right. had nothing to do about the car or anything like that because, it, as you said, yeah. NASCAR made made it so much so that it, it's like uh, the cars are so close right? and and not even a real car, you know, <laughs> by, right. by any means, you know. Well, uh, and, and that's the thing is, is when you watch these, the, for instance, and I'll go back to Super GT, in the GT300 class, the one you were rooting for was saying the Ferrari or the Nissan or the, the Lexus or the whatever. When you come here, you go, hey, Alan, who's your favorite driver? And I go, Randy Popes. Randy Popes was easily one of the favorites. I would literally tune into races no matter what it was just to watch him race because he just, and he was a Laguna Seca guy. So he was just, he knew everything about it. He never had a bad story. Um, and, but I do, a lot of people put him with the Volvo stuff. I kind of put him with the Porsche thing. So you kind of think of it as going, uh, what is it? Um, Larson with Chevy kind of thing or whatever. But most people who watch those races, they're rooting for Kyle, uh, or excuse me, not saying, not saying who you're, you know, whoever your favorite guy is, you're, you're rooting for that guy. I would say, and, and say, correct me if I'm wrong, this 80% of the people that watch it, some, they don't have any idea of what model or make that the guy's driving. Nope. Right. Zero clue. Yeah. So that's Zero. the thing is, is when you come over, so now we have that. So we've had the first thing is, is here's the driver. I'm focused on my driver winning and he has the, you know, Dale Earnhardt diehard kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah, that that's huge. You know what I'm saying? But then we get into the idea of, so we've now dissected ourselves from it and we're just kind of looking at the track, kind of figuring it out because we don't even know who's driving because it's on driver number two right now versus my guy that I like driver one or whatever. Um, Cause I was a, I was a huge, I was a Michael Crumb fan. If you, it, I didn't, did you know that oh, one? God, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like, you know, I was, I, as, as a race fan, I was never like a name guy. Yeah. You know, well, you know, for I, which, for NASCAR or for the other one? All, for all of them. Like, like yeah. even, like, you know, even IndyCar, you know, like, you know, it, it, IndyCar was the same way to me. You and, just and looked it, at it. You just looked at it for the crashes. <laughs> uh, n yes, but, but also like, I, I kind of liked a little bit and, and it was because of my friend Jay who kind of taught me a little bit about the strategy of racing too. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like the, you know, like the when to pit, when not to pit and that kind of thing. I always, I, I kind of lived for those moments of like, you know, 
oh, you know, is uh, right. yeah, yeah, are they going to pit now? You know, is is Dale going to pit? Right. Uh, you know, I, I, oh, he stayed out. He stayed out. Yeah, oh my God. right. Was that the right thing to do? I don't know if that was the right call. I mean, you know, what if there's a crash? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, you know, kind of thing. Um, you know, and if he pits now, what if there is a crash and he's going to like retain that spot? And it's like, oh, that's not good. You know, right. kind of thing. Um, where and and it was funny too because it it was at that point when I started watching racing for that was when I actually fell out of being a fan of IndyCar. Right. Because because for IndyCar for me suddenly became the most boring race <laughs> on the planet. Well, um, that's that's really what's going to bring me to part two. If you're ready for this one, you ready for my second thing? That's really this. This these are these are the two big two ones. Are you ready for this? What's up? What okay, you- so when you see these racing divisions now, obviously with any kind of open wheel racing safety yeah. has to be the number one priority because yeah. oh, okay i think i know where you're going now yeah so but when it comes to <laughs> think <laughs> like it's you know where this is going right <laughs> but so because you one, just accused me of it before <laughs> right exactly so but the thing is is with things like nascar uh bump drafting yeah. re, re, the, i think even said days of thunder rubbing is racing right right right, right. So the thing is, is that if I'm going to be able to do that, there's got to be, and, and it used to be a complaint when we raced is people got rough on the track. And I said, if my comment, and I've said this over and over again, and people can disagree with me on it, but if you were actually racing, truly racing and doing things right, the idea of, especially on a track, touching and stuff like that, it's going to happen because yeah. you have to get it. The thing is, is that when these guys... One of the best finishes that to this day has always been repeated, and it'll probably never, I doubt it would ever happen again. Uh, you remember the old video with the Corvette and the Porsche racing across the line at Laguna Seca, and one guy crashes the other guy? Do you remember that? Yes. Notice that that's like the only big video out there. Do you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to see in racing. And we have and, one know, video. That's it. That's our big thing was and in Super GT it happens from time to time, but it is not they look at it and frown upon it and say, No, 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 you're about right. In NASCAR they do hundred and ninety miles per hour and they run into each other all the time. Some of these tracks are doing fifty, sixty miles per hour and they go, Oh, you can't bump. Right. Right. So well, and I mean, it, it, I think it also depends on the car, you know. I mean, it, it, of course, like I said, open like, wheel. Know, a, no. a NASCAR, a NASCAR vehicle is built to right. be hit, right? right. And I mean, it, it, and and you know, you, I think that's where you were going is like they, yeah. they're almost too safe, right? You know, right? You know, I, I, I've, I've. Made, well, I, you know what? Let me. No, sorry, I said I've, yep to that, and I want to take that back because. I believe that if you build the right car and you build it right, I think Tony Stewart broke me on this because before I would agree with that. It's, you know, cars are too safe. It's You should be able to wear an open mask and do all this other stuff. Yeah. I've since changed my kind of feeling on that because um, it's once you get into the medical side of it and start understanding why a Hans device exists. No, yeah. I think cars should be more and more safe. But that also puts you in the thing of saying, hey, if I am safer, a little bumping and rubbing and get in front and, and banging away and saying, you know what? I got to pit somebody to win. Not saying that promoting that. In other words, being a right. fair driver is great. But the idea of saying, you know what? Racing is racing and sometimes it happens. And one, one guy, they had a, what was it called? A moral penalty for yeah. the guy do, driving a certain way. 
And yeah. I'm like, you now now there's a problem. Like if you can right. have a moral penalty in racing, we've done something like you want to win, right? Okay, so if winning is just saying, okay, whoever is fastest wins, why don't we just all run a couple of laps? Whoever has the fastest car wins and calls it a day. Yeah. That's not what racing is about, right? Right. Well, it's certainly not the racing that we want to watch. Right. right. You know, I mean, maybe the entertaining racing, we, racing, right. It might be the racing that we w- we would want to participate in on ourselves, but not necessarily actually watch as a spectator. Well, I'll compare it to this. This is that's what it's like when you're an amateur, when you're a right. noob, when you're right. inter- intermediate. But when you get into professional, you start looking at trophies and you start right. looking at victories and you say, you know what, what do I have to do to get my car faster? Um, I remember, I forgot what team it was. And in fact, I probably won't name them because it might come up later is that, um, they said if, if we're not trying to, to find everything, including cheating to, to get ourselves a little bit ahead on race day, then we're not doing what we needed to do. Right. So every, everything from adding like two and a half feet to your gas line. That that was huge. That was NASCAR back in the day, man. We were like, Hey, how long can this cord go? And the noodle, the noodles that they used to have in some of these competitions, man, if you saw the back of them, you're just like, that's really right. Yeah. Somebody measured that. And I, and I'm telling you, you could take those hoses out of the back and go, this is the length of regulation. It would literally be to the, to the millimeter, if you will, you know, like there was a micron that "Ah, we got that extra micron. Okay. That was important, but that was, that's a pro racer. Right. And, but, uh, but going back to what I was kind of saying a little bit before is I, I I made the accusation years ago that racing really wasn't racing anymore when Jim McKay stopped announcing the words the agony of defeat. What was that now? So <laughs> I got I'm trying to I'm like trying to hear this so, one again. Yeah, yeah, you tr- I yeah, work with me on this. Yeah. Uh, because you could you did accuse me of it a little bit. Of, well, what know, did, like, first I got to remember what I accused you of because I accused like, a lot uh, of things. You, you actually said you, you're, you like watching racing for the crashes. Yes. Well, we don't. We. I mean, don't I'm, we all I'm guilty of that. I'm. Right. I'm okay with it. We're always fascinated with it. Um, right. And 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 but on the same token of like where the the um, the cars have become so say. I mean, let's let's be honest. Well, like we all cried when Dale Earnhardt passed away oh yeah that was right. that, never uh, yeah, that, that never should have happened it never should have happened it was right. awful it was horrible right. um and you know well not just not him but blaze uh right. adam petty right like, there's a lot of guys that people never even heard of that i'm like i they their careers were really cut short because of um of something that happened and and i'm in like i said guys like tony stewart were really fighting to say this needs to change right and i get it but on the same token, there, uh, the average fan who wants to see the violence and wants to see the, you know, the the possibility of 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 something horrible happen because there are those people. There really right. are. Oh, those absolutely, people, yeah. Right. You know, and and I, I'm not saying that I'm definitely one of those people, but I'm definitely yeah. one of those guys that it's like I'm not in for carnage. I want them to all walk away, but like I want them to walk away, but I also I, I'm. I'm kind of into the like a little bit of the drama of like you know sometimes when the when the the the, the more colorful metaphors start flying across the field yes you know mm-hmm. kind of thing I I I don't think 
any driver should be held accountable for that kind of thing. Like, you know, for the, the emotionalism of being taken out of a race, right? But whether it was their own incompetence or someone else's right. and, and it not necessarily incompetence, but it, it, it is racing things well, happen. Here was a good example in the last one of not this last race, but the race before Kyle Larson is going the low line and below him is Kyle Busch. So he has a person that is very competitive. I think the most winning racer in racing history or something like that. Kyle has hundreds of wins to his name and here's Kyle running the line and he has his teammate, uh, Elliot running high and, uh, Kyle looks down and I remember hearing the spotter say, watch low. And then he goes, hi, hi, hi. Now that to me, tells me as a driver, I want to go high. Well, when he drove high, he never saw Elliot and he rushed up at him and Elliot ends up in the wall and yeah. his car's all messed up. And now he's angry at his teammate and won't even see him in meetings or whatnot right. because it's like, Hey, I, you, you messed me up in my race. So there are certain things that that stuff has to be allowed. And that's something that is not allowed in other racing series. It's always, you got to do the pass bys and everything's got to be clean and whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Sometimes you, and it's happened to me. Sometimes you have a bad day, you yeah. get banged up and that's your race, man. You don't, you don't win. And it's, it's got that, like you were saying, I think maybe that's what you're going for, right? Yeah. So I, I, I think the, 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 the problem that I've had in recent years with racing is, is the, and, and it, and it's not just racing it's it's just about like every aspect of today's life is is that if an accident happens we have to know why oh we, yeah right right mm -hmm. we, like we can't just accept that an accident happened yeah you know, in the 80s in the 80s we said racing is racing racing and then is when racing. we started to go in the late 90s it was suddenly like why did that guy crash right like what happened why why did it do that you know was it something right. they did this is an air crash investigation it? it's a race you know it, <laughs> right you know it, it's like suddenly like they're looking for black boxes and, and right. you know, right? you know like, what, what what throttle position was he i'm at? just gonna so, say if you have to dig out a black box from the blacktop you already know what the problem was right and it's like <laughs> But but it shouldn't even get to that point. I mean, you know, right. like like I said, you know, accidents happen, and 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 it's now gotten to the point where, you know, NASCAR doesn't want accidents to happen. Yeah, and you can't do that. And you can't do that because now you've lost the essence of racing. Because those are the feuds. The feuds are not based on who wins. Because, right. and I hate to say this, but some most, I'm going to say a good portion of the races. And that's pretty much like you flip a coin at NASCAR and that's, that's the guy that's going to win. Like it really, right. it's almost as bad as pro wrestling because it's like a Cindric had a great thing. He's running top the whole day. And then at the last of the day they pit and he comes out in the wrong order and he comes yeah. in third. It happens. My problem was, is that you do that same thing when it comes to uh, GT America or sport GT. And there's a good chance that the guy who's in front is going to stay out front all day and well that so that's know. where I was going that's where I was yeah. going with uh, my story with IndyCar because Got when it. I went I went to the first IndyCar race at Loudon yep and Bobby Ray Hall pulled so we got pole position yep uh led every single lap except 
because it was a 200 race. So he, every lap except 187, yeah, because he pitted, and then everybody pitted right after he did, and he got right back up to first place because he because he pitted first. Right. So, like, so I and I was literally like. This is the most boring race. I like that. I saw. And notice no, what you said. That's boring. I, that that I, there's there were no. You, suddenly you're looking at like like car number thirty seven. You know, like thirty seventh place to see some passing happen. Right. You know. You know, kind of thing. And and it's and like, you can't unlike, keep up with that. So right, right. And then, but then you go to like NASCAR. You know, and it's like like you're, you're watching passing like happening like ev- like everywhere. Like what time and is it? it? <laughs> They're doing right. it again. Yeah. Right, you know, seventeen lead changes. It is right, what it is. Right, you know, and, and that's why know, people love Daytona because Daytona is not about exactly. who's the fastest. It's it's your partners. It's who can draft the highest. It's yeah. who can work that field. Because you in being in first place, and this is the weird thing about Daytona is being first in Daytona means that somebody else is holding you up in that yep. position. Yep, especially so. at Daytona, and even a little bit of like it used to be able to say same thing about Talladega. Right. It was the same but way. I mean, if you if you ever looked at me and said, "Okay, the first place guy, the only reason he's winning is because the second place guy is letting him win right now, and he's just waiting for that moment to take him," then yeah. And the other thing, like I said, there's one racer. But anyway, so I I, I want to go on you you and me. We'll we'll talk for four hours straight. We're at an hour and twelve right now, so <laughs> I got to give these guys out there a break. So first, I want to thank uh, Joel Chapel of NewEnglandAutoShows.com. For coming out today if you haven't had a chance to go over his website check it out it is definitely worth going he's got a ton of shows up there he's going to continue to update it in the new england area so massachusetts rhode island vermont all those little nice places so yeah if you get a chance to go up there which is the you know connecticut which is the mecca of car shows I've oh been. i forgot that yes connecticut but yeah so if you have the opportunity to check that website out please do i also want to thank our sponsor silver city soapworks uh, so that's silvercitysoapworks.com. Check them out. They actually have our uh, official ex- uh, executive automotive uh, artesian soap, which is amazing. Uh, so check out them. And also remember to check us out on uh, Instagram at Executive Automotive Society. And anywhere exactly. We've got one on Facebook now. we got all the stuff, and we're building up groups. We have like our event at Hopkinton. We want to have everybody come out. Uh, definitely family event for May 15th. That's going to be at... Um, it's the Aston Martin dealership, which is uh, used to be the old Cadillac in the Auto Mile. And what is it? Is it Foxwoods? Yeah. Yeah. Fox. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll get it anyway. So if you look up the Cadillac dealership in New England, you can't miss it on Route 1. It's the Auto Mile. So, but yeah. Um, so check that out. Uh, yeah, we're going to continue to have stuff here. So don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit everything else. Um, yeah, like I said, thank you guys for viewing in tonight. We're going to, me and Joel are going to do our regular four hour conversation after this. Um, but yeah, for now, we're going <laughs> to. But for now, we're going to let you guys off the hook. If you guys have any topics you want us to discuss, Joel, Joel is all into discussing stuff, right, Joel? Oh, man. Listen, we can talk each other's head off about anything and right. go completely off tangents. Perfectly yeah. with, with, with so, the yeah. best of them. 
I want to have you on again for EC. So we have ECS Magazine. So if you guys have a chance to go over that, I'm uh, pretty much hosting that show, I think. And I'm yeah. going to have Joel. <laughs> I think you've taken Joel. over. <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, but I want to have Joel over for next one for tomorrow, too, to continue this discussion when we have a, a whole panel of people. It's an open panel. Um, so you guys can get on there yeah, and like, tell us. I, what. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I've been on that with you. And, and uh, that was like a that was a blast because it was it was neat to kind of like see people come in and out. Yeah. And of course, we, we went. We went for a real long time that, that night. That night on that two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Of, you, yeah, we, we yeah. talked, and people were coming in and out. You know, in, in and out. So I was, I, I was kind of thinking we might have worn everybody out, but everybody. Oh kept yeah, everybody kept coming. Mm-hmm. but yeah we'll keep doing that too we'll, we'll beat the crap out of them so and that's the other thing we're gonna have some more stuff on here i do want to talk about stuff that's outside of the car arena as well i want to talk about some uh cigars we have some wine stuff that we want to discuss and some suit stuff but obviously we want to keep it car stuff because this is a vehicle oriented channel and we are here all about quality vehicles so again thanks joel for coming out today we're gonna to see you guys next time on the next show and as always guys we i actually changed my my last title i used to say uh don't forget to drive but i've decided now that uh, i had a friend that told me the other day and i think this is the most appropriate thing so we're gonna stay we have a new outgoing thing right now um and that is keep rolling to so see you guys then thanks nice.